really wish Trump was right whenever he said that whenever the heat comes that COVID will just magically go away. Um, I'm not 100% sure that that's true anymore. Uh, so until then, we're just going to stay locked in this closet. Hey, what's going on, man? Yo, yo, what is going on, Mr. Anthony? How are you, brother? Good, how you doing? Good, good. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Today, my name is Ryan, ATX Metal Podcast, as always. And today, uh, we're mixing it up a little bit. Uh, I randomly found this band, Resistor. I believe it was on Instagram. Um, maybe come across my newsfeed somewhere. I'm not sure, but this was an internet uh, friendship <laughs> of sorts. <laughs> So I messaged uh, the band, and uh, fortunately now we're being able to talk to Anthony. Uh, he's the vocalist of this four-piece out of New York, um, Long Island to be specific. And so I was really interested not only in their music, but I wanted to hear the story of someone from New York that uh, went through the pandemic the hardest out of everybody, the New York area. So I was gracious enough to get in contact with Anthony. We finally we were supposed to happen a couple weeks ago, but we finally worked it out. Life is good. So, uh, Anthony, what's up, man? How are you, brother? Uh, pretty good. Hanging in. Uh, you know, trying to do the best, keep active during this pandemic, and keep going forward and trying to keep everything running smoothly as much as we possibly can. That's I pretty hear, much it. I hear that, brother, man. I, I, I'm, I'm really, really, I'm looking forward to this episode myself because... Uh, as you know, uh, through the COVID series, the Locked in the Closet series that we're doing, uh, where we reach out to people across the nation, and I'm working on Canada and the UK right now, uh, so fingers crossed that those work out, um, but we want to make sure that we're reaching out to uh, the people in the music community, whether it's engineers, band members, booking agents, venue owners, um, so I'm really interested to hear it from a New York standpoint. So Anthony, man, take it away. Um, where you live, how you were affected, job loss, um, get as deep as personal as you want to, man. This is your show. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it was a crazy ride here. I mean, thankfully it's getting a lot better now over here. Um, you know, it, it, I mean, it's everyone, you still have to go out with a mask and I don't, I don't really go into stores or anything like that anymore, but you know, but it's at least a little bit less crazy than what it was like. When this whole thing first hit, it was out of nowhere, and uh, I was actually living in Brooklyn with my girlfriend. We had to come back to Long Island because uh, the hospital where you saw in the news where they're putting a lot of you know people that passed away in the trucks like outside because there was no room. Okay, there was refrigerator trucks. Yeah, that was literally down the block from where we were living. Whoa! And, you know, so like when you're when you're living in a space like Brooklyn, because I I was working in Manhattan, so was my girlfriend. Uh, it, it it got a little too crazy. Like you can't even leave you know leave the apartment because you're you're uh you know you touch the door handle you don't know who's touched it how have they been you know and just to get groceries you have to get on those subways and they, they were crazy like the amount of people not doing anything and you know all the homeless people took refuge down in the subways but it wasn't like in a 
good way. There were there was like right. very, it got very very dirty very very quick, and there was like human feces over the floor. Oof. Little to say, so it's it's a, it was a little crazy. But then you know coming back to Long Island, everything shut down, and you know we weren't even able to meet up as a band for uh, at least two months until you know we you know were a little bit quarantined and you know, separated and made sure that we were all good. And then you know little by little started trying to come back. You know a little bit of normalcy, but. Uh, I mean, the pandemic it really took away a lot of things from a lot of people. I mean, for me, like personally, I, I mean, I lost my job. I was a, uh, you know, pretty like you know, designing in the city. I was a pocket designer and uh, you know, working on bigger projects. I was working on uh, what was I working on? Time just a couple craft projects, a couple different uh, Kellogg's projects, a beer project, and then once everything shut down, everyone got laid off. And that, that was it. Now I'm a professional scooter rider every day. <laughs> There's nothing else. But um, other than that, I mean, unfortunately, I mean, this thing did take away a lot from a lot of people. Like, uh, not to get too sad, but my uh, my my best friend actually passed away, not because of the pandemic, but um, he was battling cancer for a while. But um, he was going for research trials, and as soon as he found out that he had to start the research trial for cancer, is when the pandemic hit. So they canceled everything like he so basically they left him for dead and um you know we couldn't even mourn him properly uh Damn. there was no funeral no nothing i couldn't even you know be there with his family and like the only way i could be there was just like one-on-one with his mom with me being on the other side of the driveway with a mask on and uh just it's just crazy because it, it does it hit a lot of people on the voice like our drummer lost his father during this whole time and didn't even get to mourn properly either. And that was also because of cancer. Uh, yeah, no, this, this whole thing has been a disaster over here. Between, you know, loved ones lost, jobs lost. Uh, yeah, it got really crazy. But, you know, at the same time, it's, uh, it's, it's a little weird to see it starting to go back to normal. Because I think because we got hit the hardest, and, you know, people learned to follow some sort of rules. Right. It, it it helped us a lot because I see like you know you go on YouTube and you see the videos of uh, the Karens. Oh, the Karens and the Kins, y'all. The Karens <laughs> yeah, and the, the Kins. <laughs> the Karens causing a ruckus everywhere. But I mean, it's not even the fact of like you know I know people believe in different things and all that stuff, but it's just that human morality of just respect for one another. And you see it on the internet where it's like people don't have that, but at least here they they're a little bit better like at least no one's giving any i, I mean for what i've seen I, you know people aren't really giving each other a hard time about everything and they're just like yeah we're just gonna follow the rules we, we kind of got screwed pretty hard here so you know they're, they're just moving along because they just want to have to match a little bit as much as we can and hopefully one day i can see my islanders want to stay cup in person that's <laughs> what i really care about are you a hockey fan Huge hockey fan. <laughs> oh, man, I got a, uh, I got a friend from New York. It's he's just that's all he does, just hockey, hockey, is hockey. He, is he a Ranger fan? Bro, I could not tell you. That's how well, like that's how much I, I just <laughs> shut down when he talks hockey. I'm like, ah, all right. <laughs> man, I don't hate like, it. I don't hate it, but it's just like hot like oof. Like I don't know. I, I'm a, see, I'm like one of the bad ones. Like I'm the one that uh I, I haven't missed a home game in a real long time. Season ticket holder for seventeen years, and damn, yeah, I'm, I'm one of I'm one of those crazy ones. <laughs> How old are you, dude? I, I mean, I mean, I, excuse, I'm sorry, I'm old. I'm I'm thirty one. Oh man, it ain't old. I'm thirty seven. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> I'm catching up. I, I had a I lived a long life already. I uh, uh, this is my second go around with the music because I, I already um 
been on the road and did that for like seven years while I was touring 10 months out of the year, every year for seven years. Whoa. Who was that with? Uh, you probably never heard of us. It was like weird. Like we never, never broke through, but we just toured a lot and trying to get our name out there. Huh. I used to be in this band called Kills and Thrills. Kills uh, and Thrills? Yeah. I, I, I dig the name. <laughs> it's a pretty snazzy one. So I, uh, where, where exactly, what area are you from? Oh, uh, well right now I'm calling you from Leander, Texas, but we claim Austin because it's just a like 25 minute drive. I'm basically in the suburbs of, of Austin. Austin's um, awesome. Yeah, I've done the South by Southwest uh, festivals a couple years. Yeah, like we were we were pumped this year because we had some like some banging banging show showcases lined up. Like it was, we were so pumped. Like it was just like, yeah, we're gonna go wreck this, and we were gonna go down there and cover it, and and it would have been a first for us. And then the that was like late March. I think March 26th was the date when South by was supposed to happen, but then they canceled everything like mid March. They were like, Nope, it's all done. Once that, once the, once all the money started pulling out, like Google and Twitter and, and people like that, we were like, Oh, the, the writing's on the wall. We had no shows. None. If I'm not mistaken, I think South by Southwest was like one of the first major things to cancel. Cause I remember yeah. hearing that. Cause you know, I was, I remember specifically, I was talking to my friends about it and I was, you know, on my lunch break, I'm walking down like uh, Canal Street in the city, and and they're telling me that I think this virus is getting crazier. Like they just canceled South by Southwest. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. No way. No way. And then like two days later, NHL's canceled, NBA's canceled. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Then then uh, what's what's that other big music festival that got canceled? Um. Uh. Oh God. It is it Download Fest? No, it escapes me. I'll think of it later. But yeah, once that was kind of our trigger here in the music scene um, just because, you know, Austin is the live music capital of the world. So, you know, once, once venues start shutting down, it's like womp womp writings on the wall. Here we go. But yeah, when South by was like, we're officially out. That's when everybody just started. Holy crap. What are we going to do? Cause we, you know, a lot of people down here are legitimately professional musicians just in town. Like they they do gigs for South by and ACL and all these other big festivals and stuff that come through here, um, especially out at like the F1 track. There's a lot of stuff that happens out there music wise too. So there's a lot of music stuff going on here in Austin. And man, once they close the bars, like we've lost I don't know how many venues now, but the businesses just keep dropping like flies. So. We only have a handful left here. I, I, I say a handful, like we've definitely got a lot of venues to 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 throw down at. But you know, just just the fact that any of them, of them had to close because of this is insanity. Have you had any closures up in, uh, in your neck of the woods? Yeah, um, I mean, I'm praying that they reopen. I, it's like a weird thing. Like it's kind of in the dark, where it's not like a, things aren't officially closed, but people are speculating in certain places might not open up again where like we play and, and it kind of stinks because Long Island used to be pretty big with shows and we had like a ton of venues and for some reason throughout the years they've been closing as is I, I think it's also because you know New Yorkers especially Long Islanders they don't like to really respect anything and you see chairs go through windows and people go through tables <laughs> and stuff so hey I gotta <laughs> hey I gotta give it I gotta give it to to, to New York like y'all, y'all's hardcore scene <laughs> that shit goes man <laughs> we're, we're a little much I remember when uh 
when I was a kid and Suicide Silence came here for the first time ever to Long Island, I saw my buddy get thrown to a table. <laughs> I mean, it gets pretty, <laughs> it gets pretty, pretty rough of a year. I know when I was a kid, it was fun, but now in my old age, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to Jesus. walk away. But it's, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of sad to see like what's going to happen after all this is done because, you know, every time like, it starts to get a little bit better, it's like there's always like 10 steps back and then it's like, creeps to get a little bit better and then another 10 steps back so you know i i i I don't know if this phrase has been coined yet but to me it's like when you're in when you're in the mosh pit and your favorite band hits especially hardcore like you're just waiting for the breakdown and you're like is that the is is this is this nope nope he he had nope we've got another one another one okay (laughs) is the china coming now now god damn it okay here it comes so here comes here comes the Zillbell. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I definitely can understand what you're saying. Where you're like, like on your end, you guys and I watched this, um, you know, in, in Texas, in the early stages, it was as though life was fine. I mean, people were still going to work. They were still going, you know, and and. Hey, to each their own. You you know you have your own personal freedoms. You can do with it what you will. But you know, let's work together and figure this out. So if the doctors and scientists are saying do X, and hey, you know what? And that's a part of science because you know this whole like attacking Doctor Doctor Fauci thing. Like, oh, he said something wrong back in February when they were just starting to figure it out. Um, I think it was the mask mandate where he said don't wear masks. But now it's like, oh, wait a minute, wear masks. Well, this also thing with this is like no one. It's a brand new thing. It's like you're trying to do your best to scramble to keep everyone safe, and, you know. And I, I know how like, especially here in this country, a little bit, everyone likes to you know nitpick and try to find a little thing there. But I mean, we're all human, you know. Not everyone knows the correct answers. If that was the case, we would have no diseases in this world whatsoever. Exactly. You know, so it's it, it's it's hard, and it's actually. Um, so I have a little bit of insight on that stuff too, because my girlfriend's actually a doctor. So. Uh oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, don't tell us where she uh, works. She might get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, well, no, 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 not like inside like that, but just more of like like she understands like the way it's working more, okay. and the way that it works, it's it's very very unnatural. It's mutating in, in like the ways that it shouldn't be, and that's why it's a little scary, and that's why people can't predict what's going on because even in, if you say if you have like a regular. You, break your leg and you have to go to the hospital. They actually don't let you wear gloves going into the hospital now because, you know, the cross-contamination is actually way worse while you're wearing the gloves than it is if you're not wearing the gloves and just wash right. your hands. Right. So it's like little baby steps people don't realize. And now, you know, they're starting to figure out that, you know, it's less contact, like it's less, you know, subject to getting it if you're outside and this and that, different factors. But the air conditioners can actually keep it inside. It's, it's, it's a whole mess. But... I'm not a doctor, so don't quote me on this one. But <laughs> what what I've heard from her and heard from like you know a couple of colleagues and stuff is, you know, for to be able to be jumping species, it usually you know it does eventually happen. It mutates in over hundreds of years or you know something like that. But what's happening in this case, it's mutating so quick. It's jumping the cats. It's jumping to this. It's jumping to that. It's 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 so hard to pinpoint. That's why this thing is going rapid and so mass that like. You know, so many people that are asymptomatic and so many people that are this and so many people that it's like, you don't know where you get it from here. And, and that's, you know, the scary part. So I, I don't know. The whole thing is just, I'm ready. I'm ready to walk <laughs> forward back to a little bit of normalcy. I can, I can feel that, man. And like right now, we are now in Texas. 
uh, approaching New York level um, daily rates, 10,000 cases quoted per, or I guess confirmed with, you know, a thousand deaths or 900 deaths. It's, it's like we're now, but I was just watching the news right before we got on the phone and Dr. Burks said that we have the equivalent of three New Yorks happening right now. So like as, as a New Yorker, what, what advice could you give for those that are in the, the quote unquote new New Yorks, which is Arizona, Texas, and Florida? I would just listen to what they say, to be honest with you. Because, like, from seeing what I saw over here, you know, there's a lot of people that still want to go to bars and still want to do this and still want to do that. It's like, you know, sacrificing three months of your life to stay inside and stay safe, it's, you know, it's, it's worth it because then you actually get to stay alive. That's, that's what the crazy part is. Because I know what they're saying, that there's, um like, it's, you know, older people get it or people with conditions get this, but there's not been the case. Like, my, uh, my drummer, his co-worker, was leave 36 no conditions at all and he passed away from it i wow. mean somebody in my mom's school was around that same age no conditions and passed away so it's a big gamble and it's not even a gamble for the people themselves it's a gamble for the people around you too so like I, i've noticed like you know people still want to go to bars and they want to do that and it's like just go to 7-eleven buy a six-pack and that's it you know? <laughs> it's you cheaper know, it's, it's cheaper and <laughs> And your home you know, and drugs. Three, three, three months of, you know, you know, taking that sacrifice for yourself and for others is just, you know, you, you'll be saving a lot. And it's, it's, it's scary because what, what's happening, it's like the chances, and I saw this firsthand too, because, you know, it's, it was crazy here. And when you go to the hospital, because there's some people that could just stay home and they, they'll battle it out. Because, you know, my cousin got it, a couple of family members got it, you know, they were wrecked for a couple of days, but when you go to the hospital because they're so overwhelmed and they don't know what to do, and it's not even like it's the doctor's fault. Like imagine if you were in their place and you have all these people coming in and not knowing what to do, where to put them, what to do this, and they're risking their lives too. It's you're basically rolling the dice if you're ever going to come out of there ever again. It's I don't know. I would just I would just play it safe. That's I mean that's what I did, and thankfully I I never got it. I got tested a couple times, and you know it's just never came to that scenario of worrying because I I've seen. The people that did get it, like they, it was like no joke. Like they were beat up, and if not beat up, like the brink of like some people were ready to give up. So it, it's it's no joke. I, I was I was listening to, I want to say NPR or some. I, I honestly I can't remember, but one of the things that was mentioned was that you know these frontline workers are experiencing a lot of PTSD, like. And, and I, you know, I used to, I was in the military and I, I have, uh, you know, lost some, lost some, uh, friends to, to suicide for PTSD, but it's like, they make a really good point that these people can't see their families, their sons, their daughters, their husbands, their wives, their aunts, you know what I mean? They, they have no human connection except for like at work. And then at work, they're, they're watching humans just pass for, for because this thing is like just trashing people's lungs. And it's like, I was thinking to myself, I was like, man, that's, that's something else to think about too. Because when all this is said and done with, you know, who wants to go be a healthcare worker after something like this? (laughs) Especially especially what they have to go through too. Yeah. Actually, um, crazy story about this too. I think my dad was one of the first people on Long Island to get it. Oh, Yeah, 
It was uh, this is a tattoo (laughs) (laughs) or some kind of certificate. Like I was one of the first ones. They they were. He was so early that they refused to test him for it too. So what what it was is this is like when it was just still on the news and they were saying, "Oh, it's just overseas. Don't worry about it. There's not gonna. It's not coming here." And there was no, not one confirmed case yet. And the hospital where oh, you know, they made made the front page news where it's like, "Oh, blah blah blah." The first confirmed case in New York. My dad was two doors down from him with the same symptoms. My he went in one day and he had like the worst headache and he couldn't he couldn't see. And then all of a sudden they couldn't figure out what it was. Then they they started running a fever and then they started saying um, maybe it's pneumonia, maybe it's this. And they and we had a fight with the doctors because they were like they refused to give tests then and there was like no test whatsoever. And they were saying like well, how well has he been out of the country? And we're like no, but. And they just they bad then you're not getting a test, but it was literally all the symptoms and all and everything. Wow. And uh yeah, no, he was getting worse and worse and worse. And, and then they even had to give him a spinal tap to see if it was something over there or meningitis or this. they couldn't figure it out whatsoever. And then he was telling me that the one night like two, two days before they let him go finally, they came in the middle of the night, like all secretive, they went in all the rooms and started closing the doors and they were like, Hey, like listen, we're gonna have to move you. And my dad's like, what's going on? And it's like, no worry, we'll move you within the next like half an hour to an hour. We'll be out and move you somewhere else. And he said they came back not even two minutes later, and they grabbed all his shit and they put it. Oh, and my mother cursed on this show. I'm oh, sorry, I just realized that. Oh no, you're. Oh yeah, we're not regulated by anybody. <laughs> oh, okay, just making, just, just making yeah. sure because sometimes sometimes I go on like other podcasts and I'm like, ah, oh, you can't say that word. Oh no, but no. Um, yeah, just so don't say anything it, uh, derogatory, racist, homophobic. You know, all the bad stuff. But um yeah, so they put all the stuff on top of him and they just scurried him out of there as fast as they could. And he found out that the guy that was two doors down from him was the first official confirmed case for Long Island and all of New York. And what? then eventually he ended up getting the antibody test and he had antibodies, so that means he did have the virus and they wouldn't test him for it. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> you're the winner oh god yeah so yeah i'm that's sorry just man this... i just i i i try to it's not a joking matter but uh you, you, it's just you have to you have to try to find something to to cling to to you know find some like you said the normalcy the laughter the good times oh know. yeah that's the only way you go i mean we joke about it all the time now but yeah it's um you know but it's like the one thing like the one thing i do have to say i'm not like a political person at all but i'm just saying sure. like the way that they treated it in the beginning it, it was oh, such trash. a joke it it's was garbage. such a joke it was like it's like you don't understand what's going on like now that you see like there's a usc event and they just throw away like four thousand tests just to make sure that they can get the fights going on but to save people's lives in the beginning there was like they're holding on to those tests and like refusing to give a swab to somebody yeah it's it's, it's so crazy like what boggled my mind and you know i will i will say this um, even the, even as horrible as the Trump presidency has been to some, to some it's been a miracle. To others, it's just been so-so. But for, uh, from where I'm standing, it's been a fucking train wreck. Um, but <laughs> the the one thing that I thought was wild was that the the testing kits, the the the, the swabs, w- w- were coming from Italy, and Italy was on fire. At the time, we were trying to get the testing kits 
from Italy. It's like, of course you're not going to get them from Italy because they're fucking using them. Like, what? <laughs> like, what? What is wrong with your supply chain? How do you not see that all ninety some odd percent of our pharmaceutical drugs come from China? Who, who made that decision? Eh, wrong. Like Jesus. I think like the one thing that this whole thing did do it like opened up a lot of people's eyes. You know, to that's, see how many mistakes there were that I'm, was just accumulating all over everywhere. I meant to arrive at point. Thank you for bringing me back. That's uh, it. The one thing that that I have, I guess, been optimistic about is that I've learned so much about our government in the past handful of years because of how it's being currently run. Now, take that however you want to. All I know is that I'm a smarter person and have and have, like Jesus Christ. I like if if they wouldn't have if they wouldn't dig around in your social media so much, I'd run for office. Like <laughs> <laughs> But but uh but anyway, speaking speaking of uh speaking of social media, where I found you on your Instagram page. I'm I'm pretty sure it was Instagram. Maybe it was I like, Instagram. tagged you or something or I can't. Oh God, I can't remember what it was. I'll have to look back at the the history. But uh, oh, thorns. That's what it was. Thorns. Yes, thorns is what hooked me. Huh? Get it? So, <laughs> <laughs> so I remember listening to it. I was just jamming it at work. I was like, "Damn, this is some." Uh, I'm uh, for 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 those wondering. I'm kind of in a heavy phase right now. Maybe it's because because I'm so angry that. Everything's going on. I just need to get the rage out. So I'm maybe I'm just leaning towards heavier stuff, which brought me to resistors. So man, you guys have some good some good jams. You guys are a four piece that just formed in 2018. Walk us through. Tell us a little bit about resistor and uh, what you guys do and where you guys get down at. Uh, it was actually late 2018 too. So we haven't even been around all that long. Our first a year and a half was, now. Yeah, like about yeah. Our first EP was dropped on New Year's Day of 2019. Yeah. And then we just keep on releasing after that. But what it is, is um, we've all been friends for a long, long time. We're actually from the same area in the same town. And, you know, we all decided like, hey, like, let's, let's, you know, let's have fun again. Let's let's try to jam out some music and we got together and just. Let's throw some tables through some windows. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. And, uh, we just had a lot of fun with it and just kept on going with it. And then little by little, we started building it up. And, and actually, we were supposed to leave for tour in April. Yeah, we were supposed to have a Southern Down, Go Down South tour. And we're supposed to leave again in August, but everything everything's gone now. But yeah, but I mean, we're still as you know, still trying to stay active on social media and stay active putting out music. Uh, we just released another new single today with a new video as well. And uh, just keep on going. We're actually going to go back into the studio next month another one so yeah you guys just dropped you guys just dropped dead air today correct yep yeah that one um that one's a whoo don't get it's a it. heavy one. <laughs> yeah. um actually we're featuring it on uh on the show today so basically at the beginning and the end it'll it'll be the first 30 and the last 30 so you can listen back to it that way they get a taste of it and then they're like oh man what's in the middle so <laughs> perfect Hopefully it doesn't scare them away. <laughs> yeah. So hey, walk me through Thorns. What's going on with that? How's that doing? It's doing pretty good. It's what we're doing now with the new singles and stuff. So that's the first one of the third chapter. So basically, what we've done every EP has been a chapter. So 
instead of doing like full lengths and then you know sitting on stuff, we like to stay a little bit more active and spread them out. And you know, as soon as you start writing, then record them and release them. So now we're up to chapter three right now. So Thorns was actually the first release and the first song for that one. But this one we're going to treat them all as singles, and then in the end we're going to you know release them all as a third EP. Um, so this one that came out today is the second song off of this one, and then we're going to go record the third one after this one. Uh, Thorns Thorns has been a blast. That was our first song from this one that was also released during the quarantine as well. It was released in April, so we luckily filmed the video for it like the day before lockdown, before everything was crazy. (laughs) Lucky, and uh, (laughs) and we were able to uh, release it that that following month once the video was done, and you know it's gotten awesome reaction and. Hopefully, uh, gets even more reaction. We were we were actually going to get that song instrumentally released during Islander games, and uh, yeah, there's no more hockey either. So <laughs> uh, again, between plays, that we're going to do it without the screaming parts. That would have oh man, you want to like imagine a circle pit in the middle of the ice, like yes. yeah, yeah, that, that, that would have been sick. Because right now, I'm actually part of a group called the Blue and Orange Army. Uh, I, I know you said you don't listen to a lot of hockey, but if you ever do watch an Islander game on TV when they score and you hear everyone go, yes, 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 yeah. the entire arena, it's actually my section that started the whole thing. We've been up there for 11 years now as Holy a whole group, and there's like 300 of us, and we have a drum, we have cowbells, everything, and we actually have a big resistor flag that hangs behind us like at all times. So if you're sitting in the Coliseum, you can actually see the flag hanging up on the balcony what? up there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to change my vote and say that I don't hate hockey. I just maybe I'm just maybe I just don't have like you know the right friend for like I know like my buddy's always talking about hockey, but it's not not like in a bad way. It's just to me, it's just like I don't find it really, really, really that interesting. I mean, it, the the people that play it are talented as all get out because the the physical strength that you have to put exert throughout the entire game is ridiculous. It's like I don't want to say soccer on steroids, but you know, just the back and forth, back and forth, the sprinting, and you know, just da, 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 like it's a very high-paced, high-energy game. Not to mention hitting each other too, and you're yeah. going full I'm, speed. Yeah, so it's like it's like it's like soccer on steroids with UFC and putting. Basically, no. the best sport in the world. <laughs> <laughs> putting, that was a terrible. My God, I trashed that so terribly. I'm never going to show my face up there ever. They'll be like, oh, there he is. There he is. Get him. <laughs> but, but one thing that you do have to do with hockey, you have to experience it live. Like, I know that people say that with a lot of sports. Like, I'm, I'm a sports fan in general. Yep. But I know people say that about baseball. And I just go there to drink up in the, in the nosebleeds. And the same thing with football. It's like, eh, it's, you know, the amount of money you spend, you just see them like it's a little dots on the field. But hockey's a whole different breed. Like, hockey fans are like, they're their own breed. Like the world yes. is crazy. Yes. And uh it's it's very clicky. Like you when you see the players fighting on the ass and you see the fans fighting in the stands. I mean if you look up a video <laughs> from the Boston Bruins in the the seventies of Mike Milbury, even though I hate the guy because he destroyed my Islander franchise in the nineties, but when he was a player, he actually went into the stands and hit a fan with his own shoe. Oh my god. That that's how crazy he gets in hockey. So Knock it down. Yeah, no, and hockey hockey's a beautiful game. And we love that. Actually, it's it's weird because I'm a huge diehard Islander fan, and our guitar player is um, a huge Devils fan. So we go to each other's arenas. Oh, New Jersey Devils. Yeah, okay. I hate that team though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we we go to like 
between each other's arenas. So he'll come with me to the Islander games at the Coliseum, and I'll go with him to New Jersey. I don't know why he's a New Jersey Devils fan. It makes zero no sense. sense. He, he lives on Long Island, but he's a Devils fan. But yeah, so I mean, it's fun though. It's a good rivalry. It's uh, the whole thing's just fun, and and it goes very well with heavy music too. Well, I I can say, um, kind of like you said, you you, you got to see hockey live to really enjoy it. Which I know for a fact, like we live right just down the street from a thing called the HEB Center. Uh, they have the, I believe, Cedar Park Stars or Dallas Stars. There's a hockey team that plays here. The, yeah, it's the Texas Stars. It's Texas Stars, Stars, yeah. How? how yeah, yeah, look, you know it, and I live 10 minutes from it. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, but no, we were actually supposed to go to a game, um, I want to say March, was it? And we were, it was like $2 draft night or some junk. And it was like me and three friends or four friends that typically would not hang out outside of hockey. So I was pretty thrilled to like kind of get an even more inside scoop uh, to, to like how, you know, our local musicians hang out when they're not doing like music stuff. Uh, so, so getting to see it live, that actually really translates over really well to like seeing music live as well. Because I know for a fact that just take, for example, if I just put on uh, a resistor Spotify radio playlist or whatever, I, w I would get the the general sense of what was going on. But I bet if I came to a resistor show, I would greatly I would greatly appreciate it much better. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it's a whole different it's a whole different animal. It's, just, it's the same thing with hockey too. It's like you, you get in the atmosphere, and well, I'm not just saying this because I'm an Islander fan, but like if you ever come to New York, I'll I'll bring you to an Islanders game because. The culture is way different because normally, like you see, like with arenas, like in Dallas or in Austin, like you're saying, like you yeah. have to go inside. There's no really like pre gaming or anything. We have a ginormous parking lot because we're on Long Island and we're not like right. a, you know big metropolitan area. And people show up at five in the morning and start drinking <laughs> in that parking lot for a seven p.m. game. So oh oh yeah, I would I would totally oh yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll it's, it's, it's a shit show. <laughs> I will I will get a hold of my buddy Jeremy. I will figure out which. A uh, hockey team is his favorite, and then if they if if they play the Islanders ever, I will see if we can somehow magically all meet up together. Yeah, that would be that would be sick. Because if, a, if he's a Rangers fan, wolf. Uh oh, <laughs> should we not sit in the same section? <laughs> uh, well, put it this way: if your first game is an Islander Ranger game. You're gonna see a lot of fights. Oh, I'm so lot, ready. And now I'm hoping. You know, what? I'm a I'm a send him a message real quick. Let me get up. Where's he at? Where's he at? But I'll deal with later, man. That okay? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm I'm gonna hold you to it. I will definitely, I will actively try to make it up that way uh, because I have another friend that's from up there, and and she she said, "How have you been? How have you been all over the world, but you've never been to New York?" I said, because uh, I've never needed to go there." She's like, "Well, you need to go. You need to go. You need to experience it. You need to you need to be tourist central up there." So typically, whenever I go to a to a new city or a new place, I'll typically try to match it up with a uh, a local show. So I would love to do two birds one stone, like an Islanders game in your you know in your in your your section, just hanging out with and just kind of absorbing it, and then going to see a Resistor show. If I don't know if the if the moons and the world and the planets can align to make that happen, that would be really cool. No, I was just saying it's uh there's been a couple of times where the Islanders were playing like a day game and I would have to leave the game still in my Islander jersey and race to the venue and play a show that night. 
There's been many times that's happened, so it probably would happen. You could definitely make the two birds with one stone happen. I'm totally down. I would let that like just making it f- just, just like whoop, we got a good like just that fast pacedness, and then like you get to the show, and all of a sudden it's just like you're chucking beers, you're in the pit, and they're like whoop, what a day, what'd you do? <laughs> what didn't I do? <laughs> it would just be like I was completely somewhere else drinking beers over there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh, that's good stuff. Uh, well, let's uh, tell me a little bit about Dead Air before we get out of here and actually become Dead Air. <laughs> that was actually smooth. Uh, well, that this one was like a weird one. So it's we actually wrote this song completely in quarantine. So like when we weren't with each other, we were just sending off ideas between each other uh, through the computer and just trying to demo it as much as we could, and then practice it as much as we could once we met up with each other and then a week later had to record it um it's actually it's it's about what's everything that's going on right now in this world it's 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 about like not really understanding what's going on and like you know how you hear lies everywhere you don't know what the truth is and like what's the real fact who's here to actually help you who's here to actually uh you know try to basically kill us because you don't know like there's rumors that this thing could be man-made there's things that this thing's natural there's nobody knows the truth about anything and that's pretty much what the song is about it's it's like mixing all the different emotions so like for me um it's mostly because of that also everything that's been going on with social injustice as well like me being you know from ecuador as well um oh are you really yeah and actually our bass player is dominican also and we both uh you know we we, in long island like it's a beautiful place but like just like anywhere else you know people deal with a lot of stuff and you know it, it brought in a lot of different emotions not to get too crazy into it but it's it's uh you know it's partial about that too about like what's going on in this world at the same time and also you know the stuff that we're basically taking away from us like you know like i said like i lost my friend or anything couldn't even grieve my friend not not even to this day right been able to grieve him properly so it's just it sounds like it's a lot of things all over the place but it's just that's pretty much the world we've been living in since February. It's just one thing after the next. And then what do we have? Killer bees. And then now they found the plague and squirrels. And it's oh just my like, God. Uh, it's a nonstop it's, rotation. I mean, the, my, tw- my, my, my 2020 bingo card is filling up really quick with UFOs and oh, that's another one. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I mean, Epstein murder suicide with now just Lane or just whatever her name is, Maxwell. Oh, and then by the way, there's a lot of people getting uh, murdered related to that case. Uh, I'm no conspiracy theorist, but I do have tinfoil in my cabinet and I will wear it from time to time. Uh, it's crazy. Like, but I'm like, don't even get me started with that stuff because that's all I watch is YouTube. It's actually when you have so much time in your hands. <laughs> fucking the quarantine i i'm oh, so deep in the youtube videos I, i'm like turning into the new alex jones so i <laughs> it's not hey he was hey he was riding around downtown austin in, in a in a up armored vehicle like that's that's info wars number one right there holy you know, bananas you know the scary the scary part about alex jones is is a lot of the things that people said that he was crazy about a lot of them end up being true yeah and that's that's where you're just like, oh, dang. Uh, I mean, like, he already called out Pizzagate and the whole like, pedophile ring and the whole Jeffrey Epstein thing and the <laughs> aliens. And uh, I mean, 
if the next thing he's right about is the reptilians, I'm gonna I'm yo in <laughs> the frogs. The, I'm ready to get the fuck off this planet. Oh, like, come on, Elon, let's get SpaceX going. I mean, he has that underground railroad system he wants to deal with. Put that hey, thing on blast. I am. Out of here. I am totally down for his underground uh, tunneling system. I think that out of everything would solve. I mean, imagine just like going from. For me, Texas is massive. I remember when I first, the very first trip to Texas I ever took that I remembered was I was like 23. I was working for a new company. I landed in Corpus Christi. I drove 45 minutes west to a town called Alice. It's a real, real, real country, country place. It was like oil exploration. And they were like, hey, we need you to go drop this part off up in Odessa. And I was like, cool. They gave me a truck, gave me some money. And I was like, oh, this is eight and a half hours away from here. No, thank you. But yes, then, you, you know, so, but, but, you know, the underground version, it's like, it's a tunnel. It's a tunnel. Like, it makes total sense. Like, you'll be comfortable and, you know, hell, even, even do the, because oh, it's what, like, um, it's on like a rail system underground, if I'm not mistaken, or some type of. I'm not sure what it is, but it's, it's like, I could be wrong, but it's like, it's like, he found a way that that train or whatever he wants to do would be double the speed of anything else and you won't even feel it. I mean, those Tesla cars without even gas, they go faster than most cars. So it's whatever he wants to do, Elon could do whatever the hell he wants. It's just the, it's I mean, just Tesla tunnels. That's Oh, he finished his first one. Oh, that's back in 2018. Dang, that's an old article. Tesla finished his first tunnel. Here's what we like to write in it. Yeah, I mean, just imagine though, just jumping into Tesla and it just boogies you to wherever you want to go. Like it's... Actually, what he could do is he, he should build one of those tunnels from to make from point A to point B to the worst drive I've ever been in my life, and that's actually in your state. Try taking <laughs> the ride from San Antonio, Texas to El Paso. It's 12 hours of literally nothing. Oh, man. There's nothing I'm, there. I'm pretty sure there's uh, – I could throw a rock and hit 50 people that have made that trip on tour – and I and they can agree. They're like that needs to burn in hell. That trip. It's the worst. It is the worst. I, you literally can play an awesome show at the White Rabbit in San Antonio, yep. and then that drive through the next day. It is the worst drive. <laughs> you're just ever. like I hope who, who like you're you're like if you're meticulous enough in the band, you're like okay. If I drive on Tuesday for the Austin date. I don't have to go to El Paso, or I'm sorry, San Antonio. If I'm on the sun, yeah, 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 that's what I'll do. It's like, all right, who's up for El Paso? Fuck you. Like, <laughs> you know what's so stupid? It's because both of them are badass towns to play. Very much so. And, and there's only one way to get to them, and that's it. We're sorry. And it, it sucks. Hey, but it, good it news. Sucks. Good news. Elon has approved, and so has all of the... Uh, I guess powers that be, he is coming to Texas with his uh, truck factory. So there's a billion. It's, I think it's a gig, the gig fat giga factory, giga factory. I wish I was like Joe Rogan and had a Jamie over here. Jamie, look that up. Um, Tesla giga factory. Yeah, he, he's coming to Texas also. Everyone's moving to Texas. Oh my god, it's okay. I'll say this: I'm in North Carolina, but well, I was born in Ohio, but raised in North Carolina all my life, and then I moved out here to Texas for my oldest daughter. Um, so I'm not like a native Texan. I've been here 10 ish years, something like that. But it's like this place, if it wasn't for this podcast, I probably would have moved back home by now. hundred percent. Excuse Damn, me. To North Carolina. Oh yeah. Yeah. One hundred. Yeah. I love North Carolina. North Carolina is such an amazing place. 
Yeah, I mean, it's an up and coming place too, especially like Charlotte and Raleigh. It's so crazy. Like I, I like I grew up there. I mean, yeah. Now, mind you, I lived. You know, I was a, I was a trailer. I wasn't like trailer trash, but I definitely lived in a single wide trailer uh, out in the country. But hey, we upgraded. We got a modular. Thanks, mom and dad. Um, <laughs> it's like my dad was like, it's got bricks underneath it. It's a fucking house. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love that dude. Um, but it, it's just like uh, being in North Carolina and now seeing it like on the up and coming for stuff. I'm like it was like what what changed what changed so i but so i just love the fact i love the fact that in the center like in, in the greensboro area where i um i was about an hour south of that is where i was raised but you could on a friday either go to the mountains in about two and a half three hours you could go to the beach in about two and a half or three hours you could go to georgia virginia West Virginia, South Carolina, Tennessee, or Kentucky. Like you could do weekend trips to multiple states and multiple things. In Texas, you could go to a, a lake or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but the music scene has kept me here. And if it wasn't for the music scene, I'd have never met you, man. So I, uh, you know, I really appreciate your time today and your story. And man, thank you for your story, dude. That's like I at one point in time when you were talking forgot I was actually doing an interview and was listening to another podcast. Like that's how into it I got. So I really appreciate your story, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I, I seriously like had to catch myself and was like, oh wait, I'm uh, I'm fucking talking now. This isn't <laughs> Oh, it's my turn. This is my yeah, deal. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh before we get out of here, man, where can everybody find you at on the uh, on the socials? What's all the what's all the ads and stuff? Uh everything we are at we are resistor. We got uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Amazon, everything, and also TikTok. We got a, we got one of those. Y'all got a TikTok? Hey, man, they're trying to pass yeah. le- some legislation about not having TikTok up in Congress. Yeah, I mean, we'll enjoy, we'll, we'll just keep them promoting until they take it away, and then Instagram. <laughs> 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 it, it's actually. Uh, I, I know there's like all the the other stuff like people watching you through it and stuff, but it actually is it, actually probably one of the best social media apps to meet you know new fans and stuff. It's because they they mess around with Instagram and Facebook so much that in order to do anything, it's like they hide your stuff and the algorithms and all that stuff with with TikTok because it's so new. It's like you post and it's just bam, there you go. Who's he's who's he's that's it. There's no shifty or anything like that so who knows if they take it away just go back to the next one there'll be another different social media next year anyways yeah that's true the next keep evolving it's like it's like i remember when tiktok first started when vine was on fire like like tiktok broke vine they they ran them down and was like yeah we're gonna eat your lunch now they're huge now they're getting them shut down in congress god what's up with the world anthony it's on fire yeah let's see hopefully 2021 is a better year and then my islanders won the stanley cup and i can finally go back on the road there that'll be a good year (laughs) (laughs) well anthony man you're always welcome to come down here and hopefully we can get you some new fans down here in austin texas uh so anytime you want to come down come hang out bud Hell yeah. Thank you so much again for having me. Appreciate everything. All right, man. Hey, be safe up there and wash your hands, brother. Thanks so much. You too, man. All right, bye.